Do you believe in ghosts? Do you believe it's possible to communicate with the spirits of those who have passed on before us? Have you ever had a spiritual experience that changed your life forever? And have you ever wondered why life is filled with so many trials and tribulations, yet fail to get the answers from mainstream religions and philosophies? If so, you're not alone. In this podcast, we will endeavor to answer some of those questions, although the answers will come from a largely misunderstood and overlooked source. Prepare to expand your mind and your perception of reality. This is the journey into spiritualism. Blessings one and all, and welcome to Journey into Spiritualism. I'm Paul James Caden, and today on the podcast, we're going to be talking about prophecy from a spiritualist perspective. We're going to be talking about this particular subject today because uh, a few people had written in and asked me what I thought about what was going on in the world right now. We have the coronavirus, we have all of these protests and upheavals and problems with the government and problems with the weather. There's all kind of crazy things going on. And there's a lot of folks, and you might be one of them, who believes or feels that we're living in the pages of the book of Revelation, that the things that are written there are just unfolding before our very eyes. So some individuals, some folks that enjoy the, uh, the podcast wanted to know if spiritualism teaches anything about this, about prophecy or end times, or what can we expect in the future? Are things going to get really bad? Are things going to get better? Well, you might be surprised to know that spiritualism doesn't differ all that much from what most people believe when they have an interest or study uh, things of um, such as biblical prophecy. Spiritualism certainly believes that planet Earth, as we currently live on it, is kind of a proving ground for souls. We come here, we, there are lessons we need to learn, there's trials, tribulations, they can certainly uh, cause suffering. But all of it is to help us to grow and to learn and to purify our souls as we make our journey back towards God. But spiritualism also believes that planet Earth as we know it now will not always be, this will not always be, a planet or a world of suffering and trials and atonements. Because as the Bible says, there will be a new heavens and a new earth. And earth will be more of the new Eden, as some say. But until then, there, there's definitely uh, going to be some things that happen. There is certainly going to be a struggle or a tug-of-war between dark and light, good and evil, as we go through the ages and as we come up to that time where 
everything is made new and the old passes away. But spiritualism agrees more with the ancient early Christians. And what a lot of people don't understand or even know is when it came to subjects like prophecy, the early Christians believed that prophecy was conditional. So depending on what we did next once certain events started to unfold would determine what would happen next in our world. And we have free will. We have the choice, the decision to make. Are we going to do the right thing or are we going to continue to do the wrong thing and there will be consequences? Now, this is the literal word of repentance. It means turning around and going the opposite way or in the right direction. So there's always room for repentance. If things start to happen in our world, we can always learn from it and say, we're not quite handling this situation right or we're not quite living our lives right. We need to change. We need to reform. We need to repent. But there will come a time when there will be more people that will probably not want to repent than will. Because there are some souls in this world who will continually fight to hold on to the old. They want the money. They want the power. They want all of the benefits and trappings that this material world has to offer. Because it makes them feel powerful. It makes them feel like they're better or that they're in control of their destiny. And really, isn't that what it's all about when you think about terms such as antichrist? In spiritualism, there are, just like in regular Christianity, some people believe that antichrist will be a person. There are others who believe antichrist will be a system or a group of people that will lead humanity astray and those who will follow antichrist or the antichrist system are again those who want to hold on to the old ways they don't want to be responsible to god they don't want to take responsibility for their actions they want what they want and they want it now and they want to be in charge they want to be the ones who call the shots and so they rebel against the light they fight to hold on to what they now have. And it's, it's very interesting from a spiritualist perspective to look at the world and see what's going on right now. Because spiritualism and spiritism both tell us that the lesson is in the trial, whether that's a personal trial that we're going through as an individual or whether it is a collective trial, something that is happening all over the world. The planet is being affected. We can look at the trial. We can look at what's happening, the circumstances that are unpleasant, and learn from it. What do we need to change? What do we need to change about our world? What do we need to change about ourselves, the way we're living our lives? So we always have that choice. But if you look now at the coronavirus, 
I really feel in my heart and soul, because a lot of people who are spiritualists and spiritists or just spiritual people, uh, they're looking at the coronavirus and they're saying there's a message. There's a message this is trying to tell us and we seem to be missing it. And I believe those people are right. And I feel that the coronavirus is, the way I envision it, is kind of like one of those old uh, apocalyptic science fiction movies where a giant meteor is about to hit the earth. But before that big meteor hits the earth, there's always the smaller asteroids that it carries with it, the debris that come through, and there's the meteor storm, and they smash into buildings and cars, and it causes a lot of damage, a lot of, you know, a lot of upheaval on the earth, but the big one is yet to come. So I'm looking at everything. I really feel that everything that's happening right now are the little meteorites that are coming before the big one. And it depends what we do right now on what happens next. And I think a lot of people are not handling this situation or learning the lesson well at all. Because with the coronavirus, we see people who don't even want to follow simple steps to keep themselves and other people safe. They will fight literally, verbally, and physically to not wear a mask, not to practice social distancing. These very simple rules that if we all followed, our towns, our states, our countries could begin to reopen safely, and they could stay that way. We could go back to pretty much life as normal except for a few rules we would have to follow until we got this thing under control. But people can't do it. They don't want to do it. See, they're fighting for the old. They want to hang on to what they had. I don't want to wear a mask. I didn't wear one before. I shouldn't have to wear one now, and I'm not going to. I didn't have to say stay six feet away from anybody before. I'm not going to do it now. You're infringing on my rights. I want life the way I had it and the way I want it. And nothing is going to change that or tell me to change that, no matter what. It's almost like a mini apocalypse within itself. How are we dealing with this? Are we dealing with this wisely? Are we taking one another's health into consideration? Maybe I don't want to wear a mask, but I'm going to wear it to protect myself, my family, the little old lady or a little old man at the grocery store? Do I want to make anybody else sick if I happen to even get the common cold or the flu or some other virus? You know, do I want to be safe in my community and keep other people safe? Or do I just want to do what I want to do and it doesn't matter what the consequences are? See, that sounds very familiar about Antichrist and Antichrist system that we talked about a little while ago. I want to hold on to the things that I want the way I want it, and nothing else matters. I will, I will rebel and fight against anything and everyone that tells me different. And this is counterproductive. And this is how many 
I believe, are failing the test right now that is facing all of us, every nation in the world. I think right now is a time with the protests and the coronavirus. All of this is coming at one time. And I think it's humanity's test. Are we going to start to live better? Are we going to start to treat one another better? Are we going to love our neighbors as ourselves and take their safety, their health, and their well-being into consideration? Or is it just going to be all about me and what I want? And there's an awful lot of what about me or it's all about me right now going on in the world. So we have to be careful, folks. You know, we talked about this in one of the podcasts last week, that the problem is the solution. And everything right now is showing us what we need to do to turn back the clock, to repent, to go in the other direction, to go in the right direction. But a lot of people aren't listening. So what's going to happen if we don't learn this lesson, if we don't pass this test, if we don't repent and turn around, what's going to happen when the big meteorite, the big asteroid, metaphorically speaking, hits the earth? What are we going to do when something bigger than this befalls us all? What kind of chaos will we be looking at? We even have many religious people out there right now who are ready to go to war, ready to go to war with the government, ready to go to war with other people who are not of a political affiliation that they are. And they'll be right in on the looting and the robbing and the chaos because it's all about them. And see, that's a very big problem because... There's so few people in the world today that even think about God. And even those who do, there is a certain percentage of them who follow a God that's made in their own image. It is a God that hates, a God that is prejudiced, a God that favors one skin color over another, a God who favors a certain political party over another. So these individuals will be fighting a holy war in the name of God, but it will be the God made in their image. So they'll pretty much be doing what everybody else is doing. They'll just be doing it in the name of God and claiming their right because they're going under a religious banner. And again, I think this is very uh, starkly proven by something I saw in the news yesterday morning. And that was here in the United States. They uh, had passed a law that people who are gay or transgender cannot be harassed in the workplace. And this was actually not against the law in some states here in America. But now it's against the law across the board. You can't harass or belittle, you know, somebody who's gay. And there's actually some people who came forward when this law was now passed and said, this is infringing upon my religious rights. 
So in other words, they believe it is their religious right that God wants them to persecute and say hateful things and harass gay people. So for me, I don't know about anyone else listening to this podcast, but to me, that is a very stark reminder of reality of how people are following a God made in their own image and they don't want to change. They don't want anybody telling them whether they're spiritual, religious, a government official. They don't want anybody telling them, hey, look, don't treat other people that way. It doesn't matter what color their skin is. It doesn't matter what their sexual preference may be. Whether you agree with it or not, just treat one another equally. And they're saying, no, I don't want to. This is infringing upon my religious rights. So with these kinds of attitudes prevailing in our world, and so many of us missing the big lesson that we're supposed to learn here, it is very possible that we are creeping up on that day when there will be no turning back because most people will not turn back. People are very hard-hearted, very stubborn, very mean. They get a thought in their mind today. It's Again, they, they want to fight you for that thought. This is my thought. I thought about it. This is what I believe. And I will physically and verbally attack you to defend it. And I will not change it. Sadly, that's the attitude of so many people. So what's going to happen when that big metaphorical asteroid collides with our world and major events major problems start happening all across the globe how are we going to respond how are most people going to respond to that kind of chaos they'll probably cause more chaos because rather than bonding together working together to get through a crisis they will more than likely turn on one another, start killing one another, taking from one another, until an antichrist system or person steps up to the front line and says, hey, I have a way that you can have everything you've ever wanted and more. You can be in control. You are essentially God on earth. And they will hear and they will obey because... That is what they want to hear. They really don't want to hear the voice of God or the voice of the higher spirit realm to guide them and help them. They want to do what they want to do and make their own assumptions and even religious assumptions about God and live the way that they choose to live. Now we have to understand something here, and I'm not sure if I mentioned this earlier in the podcast, but this is an important point. When it comes to prophecy unfolding and these cataclysmic or chaotic events that could happen in our world, spiritualists don't look at it as God punishing us, pouring out his wrath upon us, but rather spiritualism 
teaches that we are spiritual beings. We are God's creation. And we do put out a certain amount of thought energy, mental energy, and spiritual energy. And so when enough of us are acting in a very bad way, it will affect us, everyone around us, and eventually the environment. And we will see nature begin to react in very strange and even scary ways. Because the world was not created to deal with and contain so much of this toxic energy that is emanating from spiritual beings on the physical plane. You might look at it this way, that all of us have had the experience of walking into a room or walking into a place, and immediately when we walk in, we say, wow, the energy here is really bad. It feels toxic. It feels negative. And we want to leave as soon as possible. And then come to find out when we were there, there were people arguing or fighting, or there was some chaotic happening that we, that we just missed, but we can feel that tension, that toxic energy in the air. Well, it's the same thing on the global scale. We can fill our environment with very toxic energy and it will have an effect. Just like if there is a place, people that go to a very toxic work environment every day or people that live in a very toxic home. While most of the people there, they're stressed out, they're fatigued, there's a lot of illness that affects people on the mental, the physical, the spiritual levels, all aspects of their life. And so if we fill the earth, the planet, with that kind of energy till it's overflowing, well, the results are going to be, you know, pretty bad to say the least. But again, it's always our choice to realize what we're doing, repent, and change. But now when that time comes that mankind kind of goes over the falls in the proverbial barrel, uh, we're not to be afraid. Those of us who are on the straight and narrow path, those of us who are seeking God and seeking to live a better life and make the world a better place, that is our job. That is our calling. Stay the course. Don't let any of these things frighten you or pull you off of your path where you start having the attitude, if I can't beat them, I'm going to join them because where is God in all this chaos? Well, God is right there in the chaos. Spiritualism teaches that God is always speaking to us. And the higher spirits of the heavenly realms are always speaking to us. We spoke in the podcast, how does the spirit world interact with us? How they guide us through our inner guidance, our intuitions, signs, and synchronicities. They're not there to make any decisions for us, but they will guide us and always point us in the right direction. And again, it then it is always our choice to respond to that or not. So we're to stay the course. We're to stay open to the guidance. Stay out of the chaos and don't add to it. Remember the words of Jesus when he said, He who endures to the end will be saved. Well, what did he mean by that? 
Endure by keeping the faith. Endure by continuing to walk in love. Endure by continuing to live by his teachings and the example that he gave us. Continue to endure by listening to the guidance of God and the angels and the high spirits in our lives. Doing the right thing. Staying on that narrow road that leads to salvation. Spiritualists also believe that when we stay that course, when we do the right thing, there is very likely when things get really dark in our world that we will be called to be lights to those who are lost. And some will respond to our light, others will not. But we're to be that lamp on the table, that city on the hill, giving spiritual light from God to the world in the time of darkness, calling people to repentance, if you will. And naturally, God and Jesus and the angels and the high spirits, they'll all be working with us to change as many people's minds and get them to turn around as many as possible. And some will and some will not. But inevitably, what's going to happen is that Christ, who is the head of all of this, he will return, he will make the new heavens and the new earth, and things will be very different in our world and in the universe. But now what happens to those who don't turn their lives around, those who don't listen right up to the bitter end? They don't want to follow the light. They don't want to listen to reason. They want to do what they want to do. Well, what happens to them? Well, spiritualism teaches that they will be relegated to one of the lower spiritual realms or hell realms. And there they will stay and they will have to learn their lessons pretty much from the bottom up. And it may take a very, very long time for them to do this. Because in the hell realms, the suffering that we have here on earth is very light compared to what the suffering will be there. And it is not an eternal fire that burns people. Uh, spiritualism does not teach that. But spiritualism believes that that fire is symbolic. It's a spiritual and a mental suffering that a soul will go through being around others who are just as greedy or mean or horrible as themselves. And there's continued conflict and fighting and just horribleness. And this they go through until they finally realize I was wrong. And I can't be this way anymore. I want to change. I don't want to be a part of this any longer. Then they will eventually and inevitably graduate from that lower hell realm and make their way up to a higher realm or dimension of spirit. But now some say, well, what about eternal hell? Aren't there souls that will be in these hell realms forever? Well, in spiritualism, there's kind of this back-and-forth theory that some talk about, and some say, no, everyone will eventually be purified and make their way back to God. Others say, well, it is possible that a soul could be that embittered that God did not let them live life the way they wanted to live it. Maybe they didn't get their million dollars and their mansion here on planet Earth. Or maybe those things got taken 
uh, taken away from them in what we call the apocalypse or the end of time as we know it. And they resent God for that. And that resentment could potentially be so entrenched in that soul that they would, by their own choice, stay in that hell realm suffering forever because they're too stubborn and too darkened to ever say, I was wrong, I want to change, and I'm sorry. So this is pretty much in a nutshell what spiritualism, uh, at least Christian spiritualism, believes about prophecy and what we call the last days and what will happen or could happen. My advice to people would be, look for the lesson in the trial. What is it telling us to do? Is it just telling us to follow a couple simple rules? Wear a mask, wash your hands, practice social distancing, take the health of your neighbor and your community into consideration? Is it asking you just to treat others equally? Love your neighbor as yourself. These are not hard things to do, and these are not bad things to do. But some people just don't want to do them. And we see now here in the United States and even, you know, across the world where towns and states and cities are starting to reopen, people are not following the simple rules. They're crowding in swimming pools and pubs and bars and restaurants and all over the place, no one wearing masks. Cases are going up and everyone is saying by this fall or this winter, there's going to be thousands upon thousands of more deaths and the second wave will be worse than the first. So is it worth it to not look at the trial, not to look at the test and say, what is it asking me to do? What is it asking me to change? Is it worth going through something worse? And then if we don't learn that lesson, we'll go through something worse until that big asteroid, metaphorically speaking, collides with our world. And then what? It's our choice, ladies and gentlemen. The problem is the solution. The trial is the teacher. What is it telling us? What is it telling you? This is not a time to jump on all of these apocalyptic and conspiracy bandwagons because, in my opinion, this is just causing more division. All of those things just talk more about it's an us against them. And in the big scheme of things, in the big picture of things, with spiritualism, there is no us against them. It's only us collectively as the human race, us collectively as spiritual beings, making our way back toward God. So anything that divides us and, say, and says, it's us against them, we're right, they're wrong, we're good, they're bad, anything that teaches that, anything that pulls us into that mindset is not of God. And it is not part of the solution. It is actually adding to the problem. 
So always look at the problem and ask, what is it telling me? What is it asking me to do? At the very bare level, what is it asking me? What is it asking us as the human race to change, to practice, and to do? To make ourselves better, to make our world better, to make our societies better and safer. Us against them has never been the answer, and it never will be. And if there's one thing that the trials of the world right now are showing us, is definitely, beyond doubt, in my opinion, that the us-against-them attitude has never worked, it's not working now, and it never will work. It will just continue to hurt us, and it will just continue to hold many souls back from changing and evolving and making their way back to God as pure spirits. So stay the course. He who endures to the end will be saved. Stay the course of love. I really hope this podcast brought some light into your life today. I hope there was something here that maybe quelled some of your fears if you're feeling nervous about what's going on in our world right now. I really do appreciate you listening. And as always, stay safe out there, everybody. Love one another. Do the right thing. Stay the course. And I'll see you next time on The Journey.